What is up, Explorers? Welcome back to another episode of Explorer Thought. My name is Ilhan, a.k.a. Milton. Today I have a special guest. Her name is Sam. Um, she's someone that reached out to me um, through a Discord group when I was struggling with a little bit of my mental health. Um, it is also National Women's Month, so it was awesome to get you on the podcast. Well, I'm glad to be here. Welcome to Sam. Glad to be here. I, I have always listened to your podcast and just felt the like almost need to talk to you and like get to know your perspective on literally anything whether that be like exploring or mental health or anything like that yeah um thank you i I appreciate that i've actually been listening to your your podcast as well they're on spotify it's called uh mind body soul yeah mind body and soul by samantha and it's Tang Tangni Tagni Tagni okay um where she kind of just goes through like her her experiences through life and what she's been going through um so I've been listening to some of your podcasts I I know that you you got married and that you moved across the, the United States to uh California you want to go a little in depth with that yeah, so I I started dating a guy in high school who was just like he would join the military and he was going to be stationed in San Diego and I was kind of at this point where like I had a really hard home life and I didn't know what I wanted to do with college and I kind of just set my mind on going to San Diego with him. Um the easiest way for us to do that was to get married and we kind of saw a future with each other regardless so we figured why not um so we ended up moving to san diego in 2018 i was fresh out of high school just graduated and i had absolutely no idea what i was doing moving across the country yeah that seems like a really big like step into adulthood um do you like what was going on in like your your home life that made you want to go into like this decision that you made this to move across the United States um over the years um my mom kind of started drinking a lot um I don't really know how early in life it was that that had begun but it just kind of got worse over time and I was actually set to go to Bradley University in Peoria, and I was going to go for pre-med, and it just wasn't something that I wanted to do. I kind of felt like my whole future was set out by my parents and like what they wanted me to do with my life, and it just didn't feel like me, and I, my home life just started getting verbally and physically abusive, and it just I didn't feel safe. Um, I actually ended up, before moving to San Diego, I was living in my car. Uh, for about two months uh, on and off between that and like friends couches and just kind of just needed to get away from it and be safe and were you still at in school at the time while this was happening like were you still in high school so I actually I my first semester of my senior year I told my guidance counselor that I wanted to get switched to online school so I could finish early um, so he ended up switching me over. So I graduated technically uh, December of 2017, but I didn't walk in graduation until May of 2018. Okay. Damn, that's crazy. I I haven't had the 
best relationship with my family um, over the years. But one thing that, like, my mom always told me, she's like, no matter what, like, always, like, go after it. Like, go after your dreams. Go and do, like, either if it even, like, disappoints me or disappoints your, your dad or your siblings, anyone. Like, if you think that it's right for you, like, go and do it. Like, don't worry about us kind of deal. So I always had that, like interesting support system of like kind of doing anything and anything that I wanted to do but like at the same time it's like growing up in a Muslim household like you don't really want to disappoint your parents <laughs> right so it was just like it was like a there was never any like abuse in, in growing up in my my childhood but I definitely having like a disconnect with my family kind of made it really hard for me to like go through life I didn't really talk to like my parents I didn't really talk to any of my siblings growing up it was kind of just like I I kept to myself and I kind of just allowed these demons to keep brewing in my brain and eventually they they came out uh recently like over like the past like two years and I just was really really lost and it was like kind of a, a scary place because there was definitely times where I didn't think I was going to make it to the next day. Um, and it was just it was just rough. And I just can't even imagine like I had a support team and to like not even have that support team. Like I can't even imagine that. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely hard. I feel like my parents had such a hard upbringing that they wanted me and my siblings to have so much better that they almost pushed us too much. I mean, my sister, she did great in school and she went to college at ASU and like had this whole life set out for her. And then so my sister's the oldest. My brother is the next born. um, And he kind of just went downhill from the age of nine years old and it just got worse over time. And then with me, it was kind of like, okay, they did good with my sister. They did bad with my brother. So they have to do the best with me. And so it was like, I had to be the straight A student. I had to have honors. I had to have perfect attendance. And it was like, I was pushed so much to the point where it was like almost like a breaking point for me. And now being an adult and having moved across the country and like my parents having basically lost me for those couple of years that I was gone, they are very supportive of the dreams that I have now. Um, And I've kind of learned over time that I do have a relationship with my parents, but it's a better relationship the farther away I am. So as long as I'm not living under the roof and, you know, I'm not spending every single day with them, we have a pretty good relationship now. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like that's kind of understandable to a a certain point, um, because, like, you know, eventually you're going to have to grow up. You're going to have to leave, like, the the nest and stuff. But, I mean, you left the nest at a very early age. I'm I'm still at the nest, um, unfortunately, but I plan on moving out pretty soon here. Um, Another thing that I wanted to ask you was you said that uh, they they kind of you're kind of like living a life that they wanted for you like what did what did you want to be when you grew up like when you were growing up like who like what did you aspire to be um honestly when I was 18 before I moved out I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do with my life um I was working as a kennel tech at a veterinary hospital and I worked as a vet tech for four years after that and it was still never something I wanted to do even though I stayed in the job field and I think it wasn't until I moved to California and started exploring things as far as my spirituality and religion and, you know, what type of friends I want to surround myself with, what kind of person I want to spend my life with, what kind of person I want to be. 
And once I started exploring that, I kind of found my love for personal training. But before that, I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do. Like nothing. It wasn't like I wanted to be an astronaut or like I wanted to be a dancer. Nothing, nothing. You just kind of were just going through life. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I knew what I was good at and what I wasn't good at, but I didn't know what I wanted to do as far as a career went. Oh, that's interesting. I've 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 actually like never heard that before. So that's 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 so cool. And and now you are you a personal trainer now or are you trying to get like a, a certificate a degree in that as as of right now? Yeah, so I got my certification for personal training in uh 2020 and then i'm going back to school now for a certification in interior design to do both of them as careers what got you into interior design um when i was a kid i would draw these houses all the time that like i swore i would build one day and like i was always trying to rearrange and like redo my parents house and i do it at my own apartment all the time where i'm like rearranging everything has to look perfect and i was like I've always had this like little passion for it and it's something I can get done in 18 months. So why not go for it? Yeah, that's, that's dope. That's really, really cool. I, I've always been really interested in like home decor. Like it just, I always watch like the, um, uh, what's that called? There's like a, it's a YouTube channel where like the architect design architectural design or architectural digest i believe is what it's called when they like go into celebrities houses and they uh just like talk about like their house and like who designed it and like who is the the interior designer of the house and stuff like that and i just find it so interesting like looking at like these houses and like how beautiful they are and how different they all are it's such a cool thing I actually was working for a dog boarding facility last summer and the owners of the business bought a Frank Lloyd Wright house in Grays Lake and we got to tour it and it was the most beautiful thing I had ever seen. It was on like 15 acres of land and just like it was built so differently. I was like, that's what I want to do. Like, I don't want to build these like modern square houses that are everything in the neighborhood looks the same. Like I want to do something different out there. So do you want to do like the whole house, like you want to do the exterior and interior, like the whole thing, or just like designing the inside of the house? Uh, The whole thing. The whole thing? So you want to just become like an actual like architect, architect, like, yeah, that's fucking sick. That's awesome. I'm, I'm, that's, that's, that's really, really cool. Have you always been like a, um, a creative person? Have you always been like someone that to just build you know i would say yes and no so my entire family is all artistic and creative in some way my mom paints my dad does calligraphy and caricatures my sister's a photographer my brother does poetry and for me it was like my creativity came through music but i never really wanted to do anything with music and i always wanted to somehow expand my creativity into other aspects so I would try things like pottery and knitting and like the simplest stupidest things and drawing is something like all of my tattoos I've drawn myself um, it was just something that made me happy and being able to get my creativity out on paper felt good and I knew that if I was able to not only get my creativity out on paper but then also build it it would make me ecstatic yeah 
I'm trying to think of like uh So you you wanted to you you said you you your creativity came from music but like you didn't you didn't want to do anything with music. Um I mean like that's kind of how you how you have to like find the things that you like though. Like you kind of just dip your toes into a bunch of different things and like see like what you actually enjoy, what's what's something that you you do see yourself spending the time with. I mean that's something that I'm doing right now with the podcast is like I'm trying to go down all these different avenues with different people trying to find out stuff that I would po- I could possibly pick up later on in life because I enjoy it. Um so like pottery and 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 uh like knitting and all that stuff like it's not it's not stupid it's just you know there's people that really enjoy those things and there's people that you know they try it and they they don't and you found the things that you enjoy and you find the things that you don't so i think that's really cool that you're you decided to dive into all these different things and then you finally came into like architecture which i think is really cool like a lot of people yeah. are afraid to try things and it's kind of like it's sad like the, i have one friend of mine who he like won't try any like new foods at all like he just sticks to the same things over and over again and then he like complains that he doesn't do anything exciting is because he keeps doing the same thing over and over again he's like afraid to try things so it's it's nice to know that like you're getting yourself out there yeah i think one of my biggest fears with it that i had to overcome was like being a woman going into an engineering degree and I've definitely dealt with my share of comments about it but I am passionate about it and that's what matters to me yeah exactly fuck fuck what anyone else says as long as like you know what you want to do and you go after it who cares what like the naysayers say I'm actually literally wearing a shirt that says success is the best revenge which I think is a great statement there's so many people that will tell you like, oh, you can't do it. You can't do it until you do it. So right. it's awesome. Um, what, what brought you, you're back in, did you originally grow up in Illinois or did you grow up somewhere else and then you moved to Illinois? I did. I actually grew up in Northern Illinois in Lindenhurst, but I live in Schaumburg now. What, what brought you back to Illinois? Um, just when COVID hit, um, my mom got really sick and it was just like my work closed down and my lease was up and I was like, it's just kind of a sign to just get back home, be close to family during these times. Yeah, I hear that. Um, um, I, I, I'm just trying to bounce questions off of you um what um what got you into like becoming a personal trainer I don't know if I already asked this question or not you didn't um okay so I when I went through my divorce it was probably like the worst thing I could the worst way I could have imagined to go through a divorce and I was kind of just in a rut where like Basically, my roommate came to me one day and showed me a picture that he had taken of me when we first met. 
And he's like, look at yourself now. Like you are skin and bones. Like your eyes are sagging. Like you, you need to start taking care of yourself. Like you can't just like lay in bed and go through this depression. Like I get it, feel your feelings, but like you got to get yourself up because you're getting sick from it. And I, he started taking me to the gym with me or taking me to the gym with him. Um, and from there, I just kind of fell in love with it and seeing how it helped me um, be able to put on muscle and better my health. I mean, I grew up with so many different health conditions and just seeing that it improved health conditions that I had been trying to manage for so many years. Um, I wanted to be able to bring that to other people. Yeah. Um, what you said that you, you're suf- you suffered from borderline personality disorder. Yes. Um, do you want to go into that a little bit? Like, what is it? Um, what, how, how does like living with that? Um, do you want to do a little deep dive on that? Yeah. So when I got diagnosed, um, bipolar disorder actually runs in my family and I, kind of went through this stage in my life where I was like, I want to figure out what's wrong with me. I feel like I'm bipolar like the rest of my family. And I ended up admitting myself to a hospital and basically just telling them that things were really bad. And I thought that I had a bipolar disorder and I wanted to get. So I was hospitalized for about six days. And at the end of that six days, they said that they thought I had what was called borderline personality disorder. A lot A lot of people get borderline and bipolar mixed up. Um, They're pretty much similar to one another. The difference is is that with bipolar disorder, your moods kind of switch over a longer period of time. So it's usually like a few days to a week, even months. Um, Whereas with borderline personality disorder, your mood will switch at the blink of an eye. Um, So, you know, you could be happy and enjoying yourself one moment and someone says the wrong thing and then you're just completely pissed. and it's very, very hard to control those emotions. Um, you still go through manic episodes like with bipolar, um, but they last for shorter periods of time. Um, so I got diagnosed with that. I had never heard of it before, and I was convinced that these doctors were wrong. And I started going to therapy, and I started medication. And I, it was really, really hard for me because... I had this mindset for the longest time that like I didn't want to end up like people in my family that were bipolar because it was the people in my family that were bipolar. It was like the most severe cases you could think of. Um, And I felt like if I ended up like that, that something was wrong with me. But now I can look at it and see that at least I'm aware of it. Sometimes I'm almost hyper aware of it where like, I'll be upset about something and I'll get in my head and I'll be like, am I upset for a valid reason or is this just my borderline personality disorder talking? But overall, knowing now what I have and knowing how to manage it, I feel like it's not terrible to live with. Yeah, that's so crazy that you said that like it can happen in like a a split of a second because that's that's literally how I feel like I'm living my life. I'm I'm I'm. I'm I'm a I'm I'm a person who's like I'm afraid to go to the doctor cuz like I'm afraid to know like if I am healthier if there is something wrong with me which is like a stupid thing to be scared of but like I'm not afraid of the needles or anything like I have tattoos like I'm not afraid of any of that stuff I'm literally afraid of the information that I'm about to get 
is like, am I going to be healthy or am I going to have this? And when you said that it happens in a split of a second, that literally like that, that feels like my life. Like yeah. there, there'll be mornings where I wake up and I'm, I'm super fucking happy. I'm super ecstatic. And I get in my car and I'm driving to work and someone cuts me off and I'm just angry for the next like six hours like half of work and then someone will say hi to me at work or something like that and like I'll switch back to being like kind of like the normal me like it's weird like I feel like I become a completely different person and it's just like I'm I'm terrified to know like if I have anything like that and listening to you talk like I I probably should go <laughs> yeah it, it's it's scary I mean I I knew for a long time that I would have my mental health issues. I went through a lot of trauma as a child and I knew that one day I would get some sort of diagnosis. I mean, I've been diagnosed with PTSD. Uh, I've been diagnosed with anxiety, depression, and borderline personality disorder. And none of those were things I wanted to add to my plate. And I completely understand where you're coming from with like not wanting to get an answer from a doctor because I do that with my own health sometimes. And it's like, if I don't know, I don't have to add another thing onto my plate that I have to deal with. Um, yeah, but I definitely feel like it's helped me being aware of it. I can manage those emotions a lot easier. Now you said that you were you're diagnosed with it. Is there? Uh, I'm not too familiar of like the medical field, and I'm not sure if you are either. But is there a way to like be undiagnosed? Like, can you reverse it? Um. So from how possible? I've been told. Um, borderline personality disorder is something that once you're diagnosed, you're diagnosed. Um, it doesn't really go away. It just gets better over time, uh, as you learn to manage it. Mm. Okay. So, so like I'm on mood stabilizers, um, for my medication, which basically keeps me from having super high highs and super low lows too often. Okay. And do you take like a, is that like the only medication that you take for it? Or do you take other medications? Or are you more of like a person that wants to go like the natural route? Because I've, yeah. I've, I've been looking into like certain doctors that are in the area that they kind of just like, instead of giving you like drugs or like medication for it, they like kind of give you like activities to do. Is there like certain activities that you do to like help cope with or not cope with but help um with like the with the personality disorder um so i do both medication and therapy um i stay on the medication because i'm not super newly diagnosed i was diagnosed in spring of 2019 so it's been a few years but i feel like i want more long-term care before i start to try to go the natural route as far as like my anxiety and depression goes, I typically use the gym, meditation, yoga, journaling. I do all of them. Um, but for medication-wise, I stay on the mood stabilizers. Gotcha. Have you, have you heard of the, uh, the Wim Hof method? The Wim Hof I, breathing method? I feel like I have. The name sounds familiar. So Wim Hof, he's, a, he's the Iceman. He's from uh, Iceland. And he, he's climbed like Mount, uh, he's climbed a few mountains with nothing but like shorts, like short shorts and like shoes. 
Um, and he's also ran uh, a marathon in the desert with no water. And it's all through this like breathing technique. And he actually uh, did a case study on him. Uh, I believe it was Stanford that did a case study on him. And they injected him with E. coli or E. cola. And he uh, beat it within like a couple of minutes using a breathing technique. And he says that like his breathing technique you should do before, like right, right when you wake up and then like before you go to bed if you want to do it again. And it just kind of gets you into like super deep, like zen mode where like you're just like really like happy with yourself and like you're feeling really good and like you feel like your whole body is like whole and i've been doing that lately and that's been literally such an amazing mood boost it's insane like the night and day difference of like when i do do it and when i don't do it how like i can manage my day it's insane i feel like you talked about that in one of your first podcasts right I did. I did. Yeah. Because it just helps so much. Yeah. I've heard about that with um, people that do polar plunges. It helps them to be able to control their breathing so they're able to stay in the water for a long period of time. Yeah. So it's basically like to to help your body like keep its like the normal body temperature and not go into like hypothermia and stuff. But he also is like now he's going down this route where he like explains to people like if you do these breathing techniques you can actually like kind of control your emotions and i started like listening to him i I read his book a little bit into his book and like there's like so much about breath work that we don't know about as like a civilization Uh, 90 i believe this they said like 90 percent 99 percent of people are like breathing wrong Whereas, like, we breathe through, like, our nose into our, like, into our chest where we're supposed to actually be breathing, like, into our, like, di- into our diaphragm, like, down to our stomach. We should be inhaling with, like, our stomach, not with our chest. And, like, I feel like there's a lot of these, um, like, this, there's a lot of these, like, mental health issues that we are seeing today that I feel like a lot of people could benefit from just, like, learning proper breathing, and it could maybe not completely eliminate that um, that that issue, but it could easily help that issue. I was just curious if, like, there's any other, like, home remedies or people that you've, you've known that have done these types of, like, remedies. Um, no, I don't know anyone. I don't think that does it. I've never personally done it. I am as opposite as it sounds. I the thing that's helped me the most is hot yoga, and it's very fast paced, um, and it kind of releases a lot of tension. Um, I've gotten into yoga. I was working at a Lifetime for a while, and I got into yoga doing classes through there. And I absolutely love doing yoga because I can do classes where it does focus on just breathing and relaxing, or I can do classes that are more fast paced and tension release based. Damn. What, what's uh what's hot yoga what's the difference between like regular yoga and hot yoga they turn the temperature up in the room to about 85 to 90 degrees alexa stop Sorry. <laughs> i should probably turn that off <laughs> uh continue um so I, yeah I they that. basically they just turn the temperature up in the room to about 85 to 90 degrees holy crap so you're like 
you're sweating. Oh yeah. Drenched. Oh my god. Holy shit. I, I've I've been interested in yoga, but I haven't really like looked too much into it. Um. So that that's that's cr- eighty five degrees, and you're doing yoga. Fuck. Yes, it's it's absolutely insane. Um, my next goal for yoga classes is probably going to be goat yoga. I've always wanted to try goat yoga. What is what is goat yoga? There's basically just a bunch of goats in the yoga studio that sit around, and you can just hang out with goats while you do yoga. Oh, my, is there a place like around here that does that? I have not looked into where I can do it. I seen it on like videos on youtube and like facebook reels and i have always wanted to try it dude yeah that sounds like so much fun you just hang out with goats like, <laughs> are they are like like full-size goats baby goats like what are we, um, what are we talking here <laughs> they're the smaller ones so like baby goats oh my god that's that's like doing yoga with puppies yeah and i am Did a big I've seen pictures of like dogs doing yoga with people, but I feel like that's something that you would have to train your dog to do. Mm, but I am yeah. a big believer in like animals having a healing power to them. I grew up uh, as a horseback rider and I used to actually teach um, autistic and um, kids with disabilities uh, to ride horses and just to groom them or hang out with them and it was just so healing for them so i've always been a big believer in like animals help heal so i feel like goat yoga would definitely be something that would be so calming yeah i i can just like already imagine their little like bars (laughs) (laughs) you just oh dude that sounds like so much fun now i gotta i gotta look this up are are you um as much as you are into like health and fitness are you like an adrenaline junkie at all um to an extent there are like weird things that are adrenaline rushes to me like i went and i did a hike at starved rock last summer and Mm -hmm. i was about halfway through the hike i was in brand new white gym shoes and it just started downpouring rain i got lost on the trail and ended up having to run the back way through the trail just sprinting through the rain through the mud in my white gym shoes trying not to get them dirty and to me that was like the biggest adrenaline rush but like I've gone parasailing, I've gone swimming with sharks, so like little things like that, but I wouldn't go as far as like jumping out of a plane or anything like that. Like that would be uh, that too much for be, me. That was literally about to be my next question. Would you ever go like skydiving? I've gone <laughs> indoor skydiving, but I feel like that's not really in a general rush. Yeah, I did indoor skydiving for my birthday a couple years ago. It was a lot of fun. It was a really cool experience, but I, I, I I'm terrified of heights. So there's kind of like this whole like explore the thought thing is like kind of like getting myself out of my comfort zone and that being like making myself vulnerable, talking, talking to people as well as like doing crazy shit. And one thing that I really want to do is jump out of an airplane, even though like it's going to be really hard for me to get out of that airplane, but it just takes you to like that next, like, I don't know. I feel like right on that clasp of like fear right when you do it like you just reach that like little little sense of euphoria and like i'm i'm kind of like craving that like little that like one second two second split second feeling like i've been craving it and it's just really weird but i'm curious if you would ever jump out of a plane (laughs) yeah i think the closest i'll ever get would be parasailing and parasailing for me was 
probably one of the most terrifying things I've ever done because we went in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and the jellyfish out there are humongous and the water is so clear. So when you're up in the air and you're parasailing, you can look down and you can see them sitting on the top of the water. And then they'll bring you down and drag you through the water to kind of cool you off. And it's so terrifying because you don't want to get stung and like you don't you can see everything that's in the water. That's that's so cool. So you were over the ocean. Yeah, that's that's incredible. And for people that don't know, parasailing, if I'm correct, parasailing is when they take you up from the boat, correct? Yes. Yeah. And then paragliding is when you like jump from a cliff. Yep, and that's kind of on, like, that triangle little kite thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Just for people that didn't know. Um, would you, would you ever, like, like, would you ever go, like, snowboarding or skiing? Um, are you, are you, is your boyfriend into cars at all? Like, if you guys, like, do, like, drifting events or anything like that? Um, yes we are both very into cars um snowboarding i've always wanted to try as and skiing too um he actually drives a 2017 series yellow brz and we used to just go around gang yes we are big super fans um hey i drive a wrx 2013 no way my two dream cars (laughs) so i i have always been like a sedan type of person Okay. And I could never see myself driving an SUV. But when I moved across the country and I had my whole apartment plus my dog to drive across the country, I ended up just buying an SUV to get everything across. So I have two sections of my dream car. One of them is a WRX. Um, the other one is a Jeep Grand Cherokee SRT8. Oof. That's a yes. fucking car. <laughs> yeah. So that the second one's more of a long-term dream because those those are very expensive cars but yeah i actually have two co-workers that have them and i every time they come into work i'm like damn i really want one of those yep and like, I they're actually, just so clean we went to the auto show a couple weeks ago and i we went to the auto show last year too and they never had the srt8 at the auto show but i got yeah. to see one when we were leaving on the highway and i get so excited because i'm like they literally sound like they could run like I don't I don't know why that's like how I describe it but that's just Wait, like they can how run a what run over a grandma and I people make fun <laughs> of me for saying that but like but the way that the reason I describe it like that is because they don't just sound mean like they sound like capital mean yeah no, and they like sound... you've, you've got to be super mean to hit a grandma so that's how I explain it is they sound like they could run over you <laughs> it's a good way of explaining they do sound they sound incredible and when people do work to them, they just sound even better. Like, yeah, it's insane. I I actually uh, my 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 two dream cars, are, they're kind of in the same boat. Uh, I would really like a R34 and R32 GTR as like my my car. And then if I ever have like a fiance, wife, girlfriend, we live together, I would get her an SRT Jeep. Like I would get her an SRT8 Jeep because I know like they're awesome cars. They'll you look like a baller driving it no matter what. So it's like it's fucking sick. And like yeah, those are like my two dream cars. And I I think that's funny. I think that's funny that like that's also like one of your dream cars. That's sick. They're so dope. I got to see the new Wagoneers at the auto show, 
And I, the only way I can describe those cars is they are $107,000 cars. And they are like the, this generation of when they used to lift the Cadillac Escalades. Yes. Oh my <laughs> God. That's so true. You are so right about that. Like, I, I can't even, they're, I mean, don't get me wrong. They're beautiful cars, but they looked just, it's just not Jeep to me. Mm-hmm. They're way too luxury. They're way too, like, I don't even know how to explain them, but that, that is just how I explained it to my boyfriend. I was like, they are like the generation that used to li- lift the Cadillac Escalade. Yeah. It's like, um, they're, they're like a, it's, it's a high end Jeep. And it's crazy to say that because Jeep shouldn't be considered a high end like car company. Yeah, but they they created it. They did it. What what, what are your thoughts? Well, now we're gonna get down the rabbit hole of cars. What are your <laughs> thoughts about the uh, the Gladiator, the Jeep Gladiator? Um, honestly, I'm not really a fan of the look. I I just don't know what it is. But when mm-hmm. I look at them, I'm just like, it's just again, it's not Jeep to me. Yeah. I just think it's so cool that they brought back the the pickup truck. Yeah. I think they look ugly, but yeah. I'm, That's I'm exactly how person. I feel. <laughs> I love <laughs> ugly things. Like I just think ugly things are just beautiful in their own way and like I just try to find the beauty in everything and like I really enjoy the way that those cars look because they're so ugly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know why. Heard- about the new uh, Solteras that they're coming out with for Subaru? No, I have not. What uh, so they're they're coming out with an EV for it's called the Soltera. They had them at the auto show, and okay, I just have to start off by saying Subaru had the best setup at the auto show. They had like this whole like the entire floor, the walls, everything were all green screen. They have the dogs there every year. You can play with puppies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they uh had like this whole setup with like real live plants they smelled amazing they had like a two-story viewing deck of the new solterra it was absolutely insane they had a snow machine that was blowing snow out did did they have the new sti there um i believe so i'm i'm not 100 percent sure we literally had like an hour and a half to get through there and i was like i want to go see jeep and see if they brought that as their team this year <laughs> <laughs> and i complain to them every year i'm like that's one of your guys's best cars and you don't have it on the floor <laughs> yeah i feel like the auto show um they don't really have like luxury cars there it's kind of just like uh for more of like the economy like cars that they have out there well obviously like they have sometimes they'll have like the exotic cars and like the little like corner i haven't been to the auto show in a minute but i remember like when i went because it was like the same thing for me i was like dude like we're all like the really like nice mustangs we're like the camaros like we're like all these like souped up beefy cars from production and it was just more of like the economy stuff and then when you Get to like where the exotic cars are is that that's where like you start seeing them. Yeah. So yeah, just- there it's definitely become like just even the crowd that goes to the auto show nowadays, it's more of like people that are looking for like family cars or, you know, the next EV that they could buy and everyone's trying to compete with, you know, their 
they're basically comparing the Solterra to Toyota's version. Mm-hmm. And they haven't come out with a price yet. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah, it, it looks gorgeous. But I, yeah, it's, I, I, I enjoy the auto show because I enjoy seeing what companies are coming out with. But I don't know. It's just, it's, I am more of a car meet type of person. I want to see you build it. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you guys go to like the Shaitan Subi meets? Yeah. Uh, well, we used to. <laughs> um, yeah. My boyfriend actually used to be an admin for Shaitan Subis. Oh, no way. Yeah. I'm, I'm, who's your boyfriend? Blake Gerke. He used to drive the banana boat car. He used to have Chiquita banana stickers all over his car. <laughs> Yo, wait, I do know who he is. <laughs> I've met him before. Yeah. I used to, I had a, I had a 2008 slim body WRX blacked out, loved that car. It got, basically it got totaled because I was just an idiot when I was 19, 20. When, when did I buy that car? I got it when I was... It was my. I bought it for my twenty-first birthday for myself, the two thousand eight, and I just ran that thing to the ground until I bought the twenty thirteen that I drive now. But yeah, dude, I I know the Chiquita Banana car. I missed that yep. thing. That was dope. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't do the Shy Town Subi meets anymore. Um, we actually haven't gone to meet in so long. But yeah, we're not yeah. doing the Shy Town Subaru meets anymore. Damn. Yeah, I haven't been to. I haven't been to a meet since covid has happened um one because uh mentally i just wasn't ready to be out in public like that and two was like uh i just i just didn't have time honestly i just like kind of worked i just kept working and then my brother-in-law got rid of his subi and i was like it's just not the same like the culture is like just not the same for me anymore yeah sad we used to, I used to, well, I say we, but it was me. Um, when I lived in San Diego, I actually, me and my roommate and my ex-husband used to go to the San Diego Subies meets. And I absolutely love the scene there. Um, we used to do like beach cleanups and we'd all go out to dinner together. And I feel like a lot of the meets out here just don't have that same vibe where like, it's like a family. It's kind of just like hanging out and talking. Whereas like, I want to like know the in depths of like how you got into the car community and like let's go do something fun and like a big pr- reason why we would do like the beach cleanup is so that the cops wouldn't hate us when we would meet up yeah. in like mall parking lots and things like that like they would see it's San Diego Subies and they're like oh they clean up our beaches all the time like it's fine just leave them be. So so you said you want you want to know like what got people into the car culture so what what got you into the car culture? Um, honestly, I just started going to, so when me and my husband first moved to San Diego, um, we moved there with one car and we ended up buying like this rust bucket 03 WRX and turned it into a project car. It didn't last for very long. Like when we bought it, we went, we (laughs) we drove up to LA and we drove it down to San Diego, which was like, I don't even know how many miles, but you know, like a hundred to 150 miles. And by the time we got back down to San Diego, it broke down <laughs> and was in the shop for about, I want to say two or three months. Um, but we stuck with it and, you know, being able to like kind of help him with that learn here and there and going to the meets, like there are certain meets that I go to where it's like, 
you know, being that I'm a female, they kind of look at you like, oh, she doesn't know what she's talking about. I was talking about. I, I will not say that I know a lot about cars. I know mm-hmm. what I know, and that's about it. Um, but if I had a question, they wouldn't be like, oh, you should know this if you're part of the car community. They would be like, oh, yeah, let me, like, explain this to you so that you understand it. That's dope. So you just you started going to meets because you guys had the car. That's fucking sick. Yeah, I got I got into the car culture at a um, I wouldn't say like a super young age. Like I was always interested in cars. Um, my dad had a bunch of like Datsuns when we were growing up, and then he had like a bunch of old school Beetles when we were growing up. So like I was always into into cars, and like my dad had a pretty dope car collection. He actually had a Wrangler too um that my sisters drove but my dad bought my oldest sister so i'm the youngest out of three i have two older sisters um one's 12 years older than me and the other one's seven years older than me so you can do the math yeah was, that's uh, crazy my, little... <laughs> my siblings are the exact same way my sister's 14 years older than me and my brother's nine years older than me so i get it damn yeah so yeah you get it totally understand um my dad bought my sister a Integra, an Acura Integra, like 03 Integra. And mm-hmm. like it was like a it was like a cute little car at the time and then my sister was like dating guys that were like in the car car community and they like straight piped it and like it was just loud. They like did like muffler deletes on it and then eventually like she painted it this like disgusting matte black that kind of ruined the car but my (laughs) second sister my second sister started driving it to high school and that was when i would be going to i was going to elm it was like fifth grade sixth grade for me so i was either going into elementary school or going to middle school and she would drive me and i was I'm i'm a little i'm not gonna lie like i was a bitch growing up like i was terrified of everything and anything i hated like i didn't want to go fast i was afraid of heights i I was afraid of the fucking jungle gym at McDonald's because I was afraid I was going to fall through, like, the little, like, rope holes. You know, like, the jungle gym? Like, I was that kid. Like, I was a terrified... I was a total mama's boy, terrified of everything. I cried. If my parents weren't at school to pick me up, like, right at 3.30, they were, like, a minute late or something, like, I would be bawling my eyes out. Like, I was a bitch growing up. So my sister... (laughs) And the Acura would just fly, just fucking fly me to school. Like, we were probably going, like, 60 and a 25. And, like, we live, like, the, the neighborhood. We're going driving neighborhood driving. But she would just gun it. And yeah. because she would gun it, like, I got used to it. And then I started craving it. And then when I got behind the wheel, I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. Like, let's do this shit. Let's fucking go. And, uh... So, like, it was just, like, all these, like, weird, like, build-ups. And then eventually, like, she started... My my second sister is kind of, like, my best friend. My my oldest sister, she's kind of, like... Have you heard, like, the Kid Cudi song where he's, like, I got two older brothers, one hood, one good? Like, I got two older sisters, one that's, like, my best friend and one that's kind of, like, evil. Even though, like, I love both of them, but, like, I have a way better relationship with my second sister than I do with my oldest sister. And... Yeah. So she started dating her husband, um, so my brother-in-law. So they started dating when she was, like, in high school, and he had a 
he had a uh rsx acura type s and like i remember seeing that thing and i was like oh shit like dude like it was just like all these like little like things that just got me into the car culture and then eventually i bought my subi and i was like let's let's do it like i want to be a part of the car culture and i don't know as much about cars as most people do in the culture but like i can hold my conversation with them but i i love it I, i think it's so cool that there's people out there that like no matter what kind of car it is they just make them and they build them to like what they like it to be like dude there's a kid that has uh like a 96 toyota corolla is probably one of the cleanest corollas i've ever seen in my life and it's uh 1j swapped and the thing is fucking awesome like it's so sick the car culture is me um, to me is amazing yeah i actually when we drove out to uh san diego we had an acura tsx that we started to build and then like the first, I want to say three months of living there, it got hit by a forklift. We were backing out of the garage and ripped the mirror off of it, backed it into a dumpster. So it like, Jeez. It, it just <laughs> went through it. And we we're like, let's just start over with a project car. <laughs> Would you ever start another project car? Like, do you have a project car right now? Uh, I do not. I just have my little Santa Fe Sport. Um, I honestly, I i'm hoping probably 2023 i can wait till 2023 to end up getting a new car the car that i have now the engine's about to blow on it i've been having issues with it for the past year so i'm hoping it makes it to 2023 because that's my goal of buying myself a new car yeah i hear you on that uh i've been having some issues with the subi lately and it's like it's terrifying yep because you're like (laughs) You're like, oh my god, like this is my own like I, I fucked up and decided to buy a sports car as my only way of transportation and then I souped it up. I'm I, I have it I have uh it's completely straight piped. I have an intake on it, uh, I have a tune on it, and like it's just you can just tell the motor's like kinda over it. Yep. <laughs> and it just <laughs> fucking sucks because I just like I bought this car maybe a year ago. Just about a year ago. And, like, it just sucks because it's, like, I still have to pay off this car. And, like, now I'm about to, like, go into, like, car problems. Like, it's just such a shitty feeling. Yeah. It it really does suck. I'm kind of at the point where I have almost thrown as much money into this car to fix it as it would cost to pay it off. So I'm kind of just taking it day by day. And I just know one of these days it's going to go, but I'm hoping it's not anytime soon. Yeah. I mean, as long as you just keep the, the regular maintenance on it, it should be all right. I yeah, mean, it's it's been burning through oil for the past a uh, little over a year now. And I am topping off probably about once a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I was I was in the exact same situation um, where I, I was burning through oil. Um, it was actually the turbo. I broke the, the, the turbo ceilings. So it was just like eating up all my oil and I was topping it off like every week. And eventually like the turbo final was just like, fuck it, I'm going to go. And so I went and took it to Subaru. They fixed it. Uh, they had to give me a whole new airflow sensor as well. Um, and it was like most of it was all covered by warranty. I only had to pay like a couple hundred bucks out of pocket. 
and like that was nice but like now that i have the new turbo in it i can tell like there's still something else wrong with the motor because now i have an access port for it so it tells me like everything that's going on internally with the motor mm-hmm. and i keep getting like feedback which usually means there's a knock in the motor and it's fucking shitty because subarus are notorious for having a uh, knock like knock in the motor so i'm like if it's a knock in the motor like this motor's done. It's completely done. Like there's there's no way of fixing that. I'm gonna have to get a new motor. I don't know if warranty's gonna cover it because I have all these parts bolted onto it. Like I I have aftermarket parts and all this shit. So it's just like I'm playing a very dangerous game driving a Subi. <laughs> yeah, we lost the O3 WRX to Rodnock, and we were like, we're not even gonna bother with it anymore. We actually some guy reached out to us. Uh, through San Diego Subies wanting to buy the car and drive it to I think Maryland and we were like it's not gonna make it he's like well if it doesn't make it I'll buy a new car on the way but I want this car <laughs> we were like good Could luck you imagine having that <laughs> kind of money we're just like fuck it I'm just gonna buy another car if I don't make it right like I was like good luck you know more power to you you want the project it's all yours but it's too much work for us god damn that's that's fucking crazy right <laughs> He wanted to drive it to Maryland? Yeah, somewhere on the East Coast, Maryland or Maine or something like that. It started with an M, but yes. Yeah. Did you sell him the car? Yeah, we sold it. I think it was for like two grand. Uh, but yeah, it was, we, we told him, we were completely honest with him. We're like, you're buying as is and, you know, it's not going to make it, but good luck to you. <laughs> Damn. I was like, it, did, it didn't make it from L.A. to San Diego for us, and that's a three-hour drive. Like, there's no way. Yeah, that's crazy. Would you guys ever, did you guys, have you guys ever gone to, like, Grid Life or uh, H2O? Any of those, like, super big car meets? No, like- I, I honestly, I started going to car meets in San Diego, and I haven't really gone out to any Chicago meets. Mm. Chicago I've been meets to, like, suck. Yeah, I've been to, like, a bike meet where we, like, basically closed off all the streets in Chicago and just rode around. Uh, But other than that, yeah, I haven't gone to any actual car meets out here. Okay. Yeah, Chicago car scene isn't as great from what I've heard of, like, all these other places. Like, apparently Wisconsin has dope car meets where they, like, go to, um, like, strips. And they just do drag racing and stuff like that. And, like, cops don't bother them either. But the whole Chicago car scene is kind of sucks now that, like, all we ever did was go down to, like, Lower Wacker Drive. And we would just rip through Lower Wacker. But now, like, all the cops know of, like, all the spots that everyone goes to. So it always just gets popped. So yeah, Whole Foods is one that I've heard about. <laughs> yeah, Whole Foods. I mean, Schaumburg has a lot. We used to do a bunch in, like, Streets of Woodfield in that parking garage next to the movie theater. Um, (laughs) This is really stupid, but we did one at the fucking police station. Like, in the parking lot across the police station of Schaumburg. And that just did not go well at all. So many people got arrested. They have meets at a uh, coffee house all the time, and it's literally right behind my apartment, so I hear them all the time. I love coffee house. It's like one of my <laughs> favorite places. I'm I've at, actually uh, never been. 
Do you like bubble tea? I don't. Or coffee? Do I you don't. Like coffee? No? Mm-hmm. Dang, all right. Well, then never mind. I mean, I'll drink coffee, but I, I don't find a point in it because I have to put so much cream and sugar in it in order for me to like it that at that point, it's just not coffee anymore. Mm, like just milk and creamer. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I, so I'm, I'm Turkish. So I grew up like drinking coffee, like Turkish coffee. So I love coffee. I can I'll drink it black I'll drink it with creamer sugar any any which any form that it comes in I'm like yeah give me some I, I love coffee <laughs> I'm a caffeine addict I am a tea addict I have an entire cabinet in my kitchen that is just teas and I've probably got like 50 boxes in there what what teas do you drink um I actually got a brand deal for like this like detox tea that's non-laxative um and it's like I, I drink a lot of that. I drink, let me find out, uh, Tazo tea, uh, Celestial, and some premium black tea that my boyfriend's mom gave to me. Twinnings, I guess it's called. Nice, nice. Dude, what, what's like your favorite um, kind of tea, like green tea, Earl Grey, black? Uh, I definitely love black tea. Um, I have gotten a kick on chamomile tea because I sleep like a baby when I drink it. Mm-hmm. So those are my top two. Um, I'm assuming you don't like smoke weed or anything like of that sort. I do oh, not. Do you? You do not. Okay. All right. So I was just you're just curious because like I I'm an avid pot smoker. Um, I I smoke weed almost every single day. Um, I usually try not to, um, unless like I had like a really bad day, but I sleep so well when I smoke before going to bed. It's so nice. Yeah. Um, I used to smoke a lot and then I kind of cut down to only smoking to go to bed. And then I started studying Buddhism a couple of years ago and I'm kind of trying to cut out. I don't consider weed a toxin, but it basically says anything that like inhabits the brain um so like vaping and all that i'm trying to quit this year and i've cut back a lot on drinking but i don't like smoke or do any of that anymore yeah uh dude vaping is i'm very very proud that i haven't smoked a, a, an e-cig in like almost two weeks because that hey, shit is so go. addicting dude. It is. oh my god it's probably the hardest thing to quit I am trying to do it slowly because I've tried to do it cold turkey a couple times and it didn't work out. So I went from 50 neck to 24 neck this week. Oh, so you don't buy disposables. You still get like the juices. Yep. Or do you, do you get dispose? Um, I'll buy one here and there and I'll just keep it on me in case like my vape dies or something. And something that's charging, which is like the worst. I should just let it charge and just not hit it. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like it's that addicting aspect. Yep. I, I Are, honestly, I vape more out of anxiety, like needing to do something like with my hands or like, you know, just hitting it just, just to hit it. Like I don't even feel a buzz anymore when I hit it. Cause I hit it so often. Like when I, I first wake up in the morning and I hit it, I get that buzz, but throughout the rest of the day, I don't. So it's more of like an anxiety thing. Like I just feel the need to do it. Yeah. I was, I was going to say like, um, for me, it's like, I'm, I don't crave the nicotine 
anymore. Like I don't crave like the that buzz. But like the anxiety thing that you mentioned, like I just I'm addicted to the actual notion of smoking. Yeah. Like having something in my hand, bringing it up to my lips, like that that is what I'm addicted to. Because what I've noticed is when I have quit, my I feel better, my lungs feel better. Like I don't have a cough when I do smoke nicotine. I feel like shit. I I physically feel like disgusting on the inside. Like I feel like there's tar in my lungs. Like I can I can feel it. It's just gross. But then yeah. like that addictiveness kicks in and I'm like I know that like this is killing me and I can feel it killing me and I'm getting physically sick, but I still do it. I still yeah. fucking do it. For things like work and class where I can't hit it for like hours on end i actually carry a water bottle with me that has a straw because it kind of gives me that same feeling of like bringing something up to my mouth and hitting it but i'm drinking water and then it's like a healthier alternative to what i'm actually wanting damn that's actually really good advice i'm I'm gonna try that i'm gonna walk around with my water bottle and have a straw in there that's that's actually really good advice and then you're drinking (laughs) enough water every day yeah that's another thing i definitely well, actually, I think I do drink a good amount of water because when I was in Mexico, I got really fucking sick after like the first couple of days of being there because like they always tell you like don't drink the water. So I yep. didn't drink the water. I didn't drink like any water. I only drank alcohol. So I just got like super fucking dehydrated and like super sick that like even on like the flight home, I was just like dying. I didn't feel normal after mexico until like a week after mexico like i just felt so sick and i think it was because i was like super dehydrated i just didn't drink any water yeah i honestly i feel like if i ever went to mexico i would just take the risk and drink it um i am a huge wateraholic (laughs) (laughs) i am a huge wateraholic so like i would buy like a bottled water or something and i'd probably trust that more than like i wouldn't drink out of like tap water or anything yeah that's that's what they say like don't like if you're gonna drink water like buy bottled water because it's filtered but like don't drink like the tap water even if you have a resort like don't drink the water if you're brushing your teeth don't use the water from the sinks like use the bottled water I was like, dude, like that's crazy, and that's coming from my coworkers that are all from uh, Puerto Vallarta. Like, all my coworkers are like from that area, which is really cool. Cause like, I literally like was at the church that like my boss's dad uh, like helped build. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, small world. All right. Um, we're heading towards the hour mark. I don't know if you wanted to keep going, um, or we can end it here. If you have any questions for me, go feel um, free to fire away. Yeah, my only question I've been kind of curious about is what got you into your podcast, and like, why was it that you chose a podcast over like a blog or social media? It's actually that's a really good question. Um. So I've had the idea of Explore the Thought since about 2018. Um, It was starting off as a YouTube channel, actually. It was to get me out of my comfort zone to do cool shit like skydiving um, and like just doing like polar plunges and trying new foods because like I grew up Muslim, so like I, I don't eat pork products um i i eat halal as much as possible i always tell people there's one one pork product that i will eat 
and I don't care that it's pork and that's prosciutto because it's just not fair. It's literally not fair. It's sent from God himself. I, I'm a firm believer of that. <laughs> um, so it's just kind of like to get me out of this like this funk that I was in. Like I've I've always kind of I have a tattoo on my ankle. It's a smiley face because I always sit with my legs crossed. Um, and like since I could remember, I've always been kind of like a sad person. Like I, I I never really felt like I had like friends or like people to talk to or people to like be around. So it was kind of just like finding my acceptance in the world, like finding out who I was and I was going to make it into like a vlog style um, YouTube channel. And it was kind of just like exploring me. And I found out quickly, I'm really bad at making videos. I'm terrible at editing. I just, I'm not good at it. Um, with practice, obviously I could get better. But it was just like, it was too much work for what I wanted to do with it. I was like, I don't want this to be like edited. I don't want it to be like, it kind of like when you edit something, it's kind of like disingenuine in, in a sense. So I was like, all right, I don't want to make YouTube videos anymore. So I stopped making those um, back in like 2020 and the pandemic hit. Once the pandemic hit, I was like, all right, like I'm going to start a podcast. I want to like talk to people. I want to communicate with people. Everyone has a story, you know, might as well give them the platform to tell their story. And so I started trying to do that. Couldn't get anyone to get on the podcast. So it was kind of just like me, myself and I, and then like a few close friends, my sister, my brother-in-law, like I, it was, it was impossible to find people to get on the podcast. So I stopped doing that. 2022 or 2021 came around i went to um nashville for my 25th birthday i went solo solo trip didn't didn't tell anybody basically i told everyone last minute like hey i'm not going to be home for my birthday i'm going to nashville i got to do some self like self whatever like i got to find myself i got to figure out who i am as a person so i went to nashville had a great time did a bunch of cool shit there by myself and kind of just had this like understanding like all right like I can't I, I can find people anywhere and anywhere it's just getting myself out there so I was like all right I'm gonna make a podcast in 2022 I'm gonna keep the explore the thought in there and let's see like where this goes like I want it to be kind of like a diary where it's like I do like a 75 hard challenge or I do carnivore diet or I learn how to dunk a basketball and I kind of just like document it. So that was kind of like the idea of doing the podcast from the beginning. And then 2022 came around. I started doing the podcast. I joined the discord with, uh, with Ray, the outliers discord. And I was like, fuck it. Like, like let's let's go back to like how we wanted to do this like everyone has a story let's give them a platform to tell it let's let's try to get people on the podcast so i started like promoting the explore the thought podcast on the on the outliers uh discord and i was like all right like these people can help me get out of like my my rut and if they can help me they can obviously help other people get out of their shit so like it's kind of like a play on words of like exploring happiness, exploring yourself, exploring ideas that you want to do and and kind of just like going for them. So literally like right now we are 
literally doing the play on words of exploring the thought. Like I'm doing something that I really enjoy. I get to sit down, have wonderful conversations with people, uh, people that inspire me or people that just have a really interesting story that they need to tell. And like, eventually I want to get like strangers on the podcast, like random strangers. Like I want to get this to a point where I can set up a table in the popular area, two microphones. Let's go. This person comes, sits down, tell me a story and like, just keep going from there. Like I just want to grow and I want to expand and I want to get out of my shell. And this is kind of just a way of doing it. So that's, that's kind of like the history of explore the thought in a nutshell. I I absolutely love that. I kind of started out the same way. Like I started off where I found TikTok and would just kind of make TikToks about things that I've been through. And, you know, it was more to be like funny and haha relatable. Like I've been through that too. Like we can relate through our trauma type of joking around. And one of my friends actually came to me. She's really big on podcasts. She started out with like the uh, Call Her Daddy podcast and then like took it more seriously and started listening to like self-care podcasts and like things about what's going on in the world. And she was like, you know, if you want to reach the crowd that you want to reach, like with TikTok, it's kind of like uh, an algorithm where your video just gets thrown out to everybody. And if they don't like it, they're not going to, you know, interact with it and then it doesn't get anywhere. Um, and you're not getting your voice out there. But with a podcast, people will typically, you know, look for podcasts in specific topics. Um, so mental health podcasts or crime podcasts. And she's like, and if you want to talk about something, you know, people are going to look for that and they're going to listen because that's specifically what they want to listen to. Yeah. I mean, like I got into podcasting back in in high school, actually, back in 2013. 2012 2013 i started listening to joe rogan and like he's a he's he's someone that talks to anyone and everyone and i was like i want to be like that like i want to be able to talk to anyone and everyone but obviously back then i didn't think like oh i can build my own podcast i was also like really big into like watching david dobrik growing up from chicago like literally growing up down the street from where he grew up like and seeing yep. the life that he was living, like Logan and Jake Paul, like just like growing up and seeing like these kids that are my age doing these things, I was like, yo, I want to do that. Like, I want to. I always had this like notion of wanting to be like famous. It's really fucked up, but like I've always wanted to be like a, a, a voice that people like can hear or that like listen to. I've always wanted to do that. Like when I was growing up, I really wanted to be a rock star. And then from wanting to be a rock star, it turned to being like a rapper from wanting to be a rapper to a YouTuber to now like I'm an adult. Like I want to be able to just sit down at a table and have a good conversation, break some bread, you know, eat, have great conversations with great people. And like that's kind of just like where I'm at now. It's like I'm just meeting really cool people that either are going through the same shit as me or they're into the same kind of stuff as me or they're not into the same shit as me. They're actually the exact opposite of me. And I just want to hear their side of the story because that can open up an avenue for me that I never knew. I never saw that perspective or that aspect of life. So it's just like really cool to just learn from people and grow with people. And I used to hate the world. I used to fucking hate it. I used to hate myself. I hated the world. I hated everything around me. And what really kind of just helped me get out of this hatred was the discord i'm gonna be honest like the discord 
like helped me so much of getting out of this just negative pool. I don't know if you followed me on Instagram like two months ago, even like literally like two months ago. Like if you followed me on Instagram, dude, the shit that I was saying, like you think I'm fucking crazy. Like you <laughs> think I'm I'm some fucking narcissistic asshole. But in reality, it's like, no, like, I care for people so much. Like, I, I love people so much that I loved them to the point where I started hating them. And I started hating, I love myself so much to where I started hating myself. Like, Kanye West has a, a song called, I thought, it's like, I thought about killing myself or whatever. And he's like, I love myself more than I love you. So you best believe, like, I thought of killing you. Like, that's literally, like, what my thought process was. Is like, I just want to fucking, I just... I'm just angry all the time. I have small moments of happiness, and I'm like, "Fuck that! That's not even real happiness." Like, I'm just going back to being angry. So, just getting doing this podcast and talking to people, and just kind of getting out of my own headspace, and being able to talk about the shit that's going on in my headspace, man. Like, it's a beautiful thing, and I'm just really appreciated that. Like, I'm. I found this avenue that I can go down and, and have these conversations with people. And yeah, it gets posted publicly in the internet, but like, I'm not afraid of who I am. I used to be afraid of who I, who I was. I was afraid of who I, who I was. I was afraid of who I was going to become. And I'm not afraid anymore. Like, I'm kind of just like, I'm an open book, like fire away, shoot. Like, let's, let's go. Like, I'm, I'm kind of just like now just accepting the world. I'm embracing it and I'm just taking it in and, allowing me to do that is with this podcast so yeah i completely relate to that i was the angriest kid i mean i used to get suspended from middle school for fighting and i would just be so passionate about things that they would get me angry or i'd be angry with the world and be like i'm trying so hard to be good why is everything bad happening to me and i would just be angry all the time and i was almost afraid of being so passionate because it's like I would talk about things that I was super passionate about and just get a reaction from other people like they just didn't want to they didn't care to listen and it was like am I too passionate and now I kind of have have embraced that where it's like I can be so passionate about almost anything uh, from you know a book that I read to someone else's entire life story that I can feel the heart to heart with people and with things and it just makes my life feel almost more vibrant yeah i totally agree like it it it, it makes life just more wow like there's just like that like wow factor to it now yep in a sense like i like i had a, a podcast with um this guy named t and kenny they're like fashion they they do resale stuff um and like just talking to them and like we were talking about like you know getting into fashion like i'm i'm a, i i love fashion i love clothes it's like another thing another thing that i want to do is like i want to create my own like clothing company maybe mix it in with explore the thought i don't know yet uh, but that's like something that i do really want to do is like i want to have my own clothing company and so like just talking to them and then it like broke down to like we were just talking about life and like the struggles that they went through and like the struggles that I was going through and like kind of how like everyone is very similar. Everyone's got their shit and no one wants to smell the other person's shit, but like it's there. And 
people are just like so mean to each other because they're going through something but they don't realize like everyone's going through something and once i realized like hey i'm going through this and there's other people that are going through something similar if not worse than what i'm going through like i gotta be nicer not only to myself but like to the people around me because like i could tell like at work like people were avoiding me me at work like a couple months ago because there's like this kid's just so fucking angry like we don't know what's gonna happen like he could he could snap and like use one of these dental tools to like kill someone like people were like literally like scared to like work with me and it's like i don't want to be that person like that's not who i am like i might have my own demons that i'm facing but that doesn't mean that i need to export it out to the world like i don't need to push that on you or like the next person just because like i have these demons that i'm fighting inside and once i realized that i was just like shit man everyone's got demons like you just gotta you just gotta be there for your neighbor you gotta be there for your fellow man or woman you know and right and I think it takes it's 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 like something as simple as I went through the drive through the other day and I was having like such a stressful day with just work and school and pretty much everyone I talked to was just so monotone that day. Like they were like, OK, bye. Have a good day. Like if I was at the store and I went through the drive through to grab myself some food and the guy in, on the other end was just so nice. He had like this uplifting voice. And I told him at the window, I was like, you have no idea like that made my day that you were so friendly with me. Yeah, that's another thing. I feel like um, people are kind of just like afraid to express themselves now, especially because like there's so much information and like so much that like can happen within like the day with social media and all this stuff that like people are kind of afraid to show their emotions or like be thankful of things. I've I've seen it happen a bunch of times where like someone wants to like thank me and then they like shy away from like saying thank you. They like you can tell like they want to say it and then they like curl back up into their ball and like continue on with their day and it's like dude like we need to learn how to communicate as like a society again and like as like a whole because like this whole pandemic everyone was cooped up, locked inside, no one really did anything, no one really went out, you know. And now that, like, people are going back out, like, we're seeing all these, like, social struggles of, like, being able to communicate with each other. And it's like, dude, just, just fucking just, just communicate. Like, just just express yourself. And people are starting to, like, from my perspective of what I've been seeing in my personal life, like, it just seems like people are very, like, timid. People are very shy these days. And it's like, I'm trying to break that stigma. Yeah, I feel that, definitely. I think uh on that note um we're i'm gonna leave the last couple minutes for you if you got any like plugs that you want to do shout out your instagram or anything like that i'm gonna give you the last couple minutes to uh do that um well i mean i don't really use instagram all that much um my instagram and my tiktok are both just that samantha i think the biggest thing right now i'm just trying to get out there is the podcast i have actually a few episodes my next three episodes are all going to be with a really special guest who inspires me and she I've just kind of I've recently met her but she has been through some of the similar things that I've been through and I mean she brought up topics I could talk about on my podcast that I would have never even thought of um so she's going to be like a huge part of it and I'm really excited to be bringing in the next couple of weeks here 
And what was your podcast called again? Uh, Mind, Body, Soul. And you can listen to that on Spotify. Uh, yeah, so it's on Spotify and Anchor right now. Okay. Awesome. Um, that's Samantha, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. And as always, keep exploring. <laughs>